Hello and welcome to the Wake Up and Live podcast with Chantelle Simone. I am so happy that you're here and you're here for a reason. This podcast was created to shift perspectives, shift our mindset so we can truly wake up and start to live life by design and on purpose. You will hear powerful messages and interviews all around purpose, identity, and truth. So be a blessing to others and share these messages. Subscribe and follow this podcast as well as comment so that we can keep these conversations going. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this next episode. So again, Take a moment to click the share button and host that watch party. And we're getting started right now. I am so excited for today. Welcome to the Wake Up and Live show. It is a very happy, happy, happy time to be able to share this message with you. We started a seven-day series called Faith versus Fear. Faith versus fear. The reason why this started is because of this coronavirus. Obviously, it is a global phenomenon. There's many things happening in many different countries. And we find that most people are leaning on one of two things. They're leaning in on their faith or they're leaning in on their fear. Today's day four of the series where we've been unpacking these two topics, these two names to be able to share and impress upon people different perspectives. What is faith? Where does fear come from? And how can we eliminate fear and how can we increase our faith? So today's topic, I am very excited and happy to announce that this we're actually going to deep dive into this word fear. It may be a word that many of us want to stay away from, but it is a word that we need to acknowledge. It is a word that we need to know more of. It is a word that we need to understand so that we can continue to make sure that we guard against this powerful word. So just for just for a moment, what I'm going to do is just take, take a moment to make sure that you can all hear and that you can see because we did have a hiccup in the broadcast. So if you can hear me OK, please click. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a heart so I know, and then we can continue on talking about and introducing today's topic. So can you guys hear me okay? We can see your comments, so just give me a thumbs up. Let me know that I can that you can hear okay so that we can continue on the broadcast because you definitely do not want to miss this. You want to make sure that you are front and center on your screen. We have a very special guest here waiting for us. Okay, awesome. I see some thumbs up. I see yes. Okay, wonderful stuff. Good. I'm so glad that you can hear me. Perfect. So today's topic is going to be on the source of fear. The source of fear. Because it's a topic that, it's a word that we often, like I say, want to stay away from. And so when when we go into the media section of today, I'm actually going to read an excerpt from our the book right here, Outwitting the Devil. So we have the author, Ms. Sharon Lecter, here waiting online to, to share her brilliance with you. And I'm so excited. So before we bring her on, what I'm going to do is share a little excerpt from the book and so for those of you who don't have never read the book this is literally an interview with the devil 
And so there is, a, so you get the perspective. We also, get, we often get the perspective of God and empowering things, but when do we often get the perspective of the devil? And this is the reason why I found this book so fascinating because perspectives is everything. So if you have the book, you can join with me, like I suggested before. It's on page 61. There was a question to the devil, and at this time, the devil's being called your majesty out of request. So the question is, go ahead and describe your clever tricks, your majesty. The answer, one of my cleverest devices for mind control is fear. I plant the seed of fear in the minds of people as these seeds germinate and grow through use, I control the space they occupy. The sixth most effective fear is fear of poverty, criticism, ill health, loss of love, old age, and death. So right off the bat, we're hearing that this is the most cleverest trick that the devil has. If I turn to page 75 and read the answer to this question, the, the interviewer asked, tell me the most common habits by which you control the mind of people. And here he explains, one of the most cleverest tricks, I enter in the minds of people through thoughts, which they believe is their own. They, those, who are most, those who are most useful to me are the ones of fear, superstition, greed, lust, anger, envy, revenge, vanity, and plain laziness. The one of those are more important than the other. I enter in the mind at any age, but I get the best results when I take charge of a mind while it is young, before its owner has learned how to close any of the nine doors. Then I can set up habits in which the doors ajar forever. So interesting. So not um, I'm not going to have the commentary on this today. We actually have live in the flesh online the author of this book and many other books that we all know. And I'm very excited to share with you and to have this powerful lady online. So as I'm bringing her, her name is Miss Sharon Lecter. She is an author. She is a businesswoman. She is an accountant by trade and is known for, as I may, I'm gonna make this bigger, is known for, you probably would have heard books like Think and Grow Rich for Women, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Outwitting the Devil, of course, and so many more books that has impressed upon millions of people across the globe. So it is my honor, it is my pleasure, and I am so excited to have Ms. Sharon Lecter. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Chantel. I'm delighted to be with you. What a great day. And I appreciate you bringing this. Uh, there's been no, uh, no better time than to talk about overcoming fear. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you. Thank you. I honor that. So I want to go right into it, Ms. Lecter. Now, now, you have done so many different retreats and you have online courses and you've written a lot of books and you've been behind the scenes to so many successful business ventures. And so, first of all, can you just explain how this book came about? What made you interested to write a book interviewing the devil and sharing this perspective? Well, most of your viewers and audience probably are familiar with the book Think and Grow Rich, which came out in 1937. 
And it was the result of 25 years of Napoleon Hill researching success. Um, Andrew Carnegie charged him with that and it took him, you know, he introduced him to all his rich friends, all men around the world, because he said, I felt that there were common elements that everybody practiced to create success. And so when he released the book, Thinking Grow Rich, 1937, Napoleon Hill was frustrated. He said, even though people know what to do when, to be successful, they don't do it. Anybody feel a little like busted? Yes, that happens to all of us. We know we need to do something. We don't do it. Right. So in 1938, he sat down and wrote the book, Outwitting the Devil, in just a few short months. He said it felt like it was just downloaded to him. Well, his wife was afraid of the title. She worked for the Presbyterian College, and she said she forbid it from being published. So it was hidden away in a vault for 73 years. She wow. died in... Um, he died in 1970. She died in the 90s, but her sister had it until 09, 2009. And that's when it was put into the hands of the foundation. And I had just released Three Feet from Gold, my first book with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. And Don Green called me and said, Sharon, I have this manuscript. I don't know what to do with it. So he sent it to me and I was probably the only the fourth or fifth person to read it. I run over to San Diego. I like to do all my writing at the ocean. And I sat down and I read this manuscript that was typed on a manual typewriter and had handwritten notes from Napoleon Hill himself. And I felt wow. like I was in a conversation with him. And reading the manuscript just completely changed my life. I mean, I, it made me understand so much more about people and how fear holds us back. And so um, I said, we have got to get this out. So they asked me, and the book is the original manuscript for Napoleon Hill, but I have um, in different type font, different is bolded. So you, if you're a Hill fan, you can read it without my comments. But the goal was to bring Hill's message to the younger generation, because many of them didn't even know who he was. And so I have comments throughout the manuscript that kind of tie this book from 1938 to what is happening in the world today. It's amazing what how how much Napoleon Hill knew and how he is he was so on target with what would happen in the world. And as you talked about on page um, 61, he talks about the different types of fear. But the next paragraph, he talks about the two that he uses the most are the fear of poverty and the fear of death. Right now, with the virus and with the stock market, what's pervasive? The fear of death, the fear of poverty. So right now, there's no better opportunity than what you are talking about outwitting the devil so we can help people get find that fear and overcome it and turn Absolutely. that fear into to faith. Exactly. Turning the fear into faith. And that is definitely one of the purposes of this, this broadcast and doing these interviews. And, and, you know, we always say knowledge is power. I like to say applied knowledge is power. So I, I just want to be able to bring out some of the knowledge. So for you to have deep dove into this book and, and your commentary is just, was just phenomenal on it. So in, in writing it, after reading it, digesting it, writing it, adding your commentary, what can you say about this hot topic, fear? What can you say um, what fear actually does in people's lives? 
Well, so, so many times it starts when we're children. And that's where when you reference the 75, he talked about how he how the devil um, gets us when we're young. And he taught one thing he talks about is religion. And it really hit home with me because he says, did you learn your religion through fear or through faith? Ooh. And I was raised a grew up in the Southern Baptist Church. And my minister of the church would be fire and brimstone. You're going to go to hell. I mean, you can't laugh. You can't dance. You can't have fun. And yet, so he was he was preaching through fear. At that same church, my youth minister was, you know, love God. God will love you. Teaching through faith. So I, it went, by reading this manuscript, it really brought it home to me. And then when it comes to money. Ask yourself, what did your parents say to you about money? Growing up, they said things like, we can't afford it. Money doesn't grow on trees. Pinch your pennies. Save for a rainy day. Yes. All of those things are negative. One thing in common, they're negative. So you're growing up as a young child, money negative, money negative, money negative. Yeah. No wonder we grow up with this mindset of scarcity. Once we can identify where this fear germinated, where it started, and the fact that it's in our subconscious, my friend James Dentley says, your brain is the captain, your subconscious is the crew, right? You've got all that stuff going on. that You don't know where it came from. But once you identify it, you can get rid of it and, and convert your mindset from one of scarcity, fear of poverty, to one of abundance and a faith of opportunity. Right. So fear of poverty, convert that to faith of opportunity. I love that. You guys hear that? Fear of poverty, turning it to faith of opportunity. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what? And it's quite interesting because I've been connecting with some friends back in Toronto, Canada, and other parts of the world. Some people are getting laid off. A lot of people are on employment, unemployment insurance. And so it, it, it is, it's such a magical time and, and, and not in a good way where they've mixed poverty and fear of getting the virus all at the same time. So it's almost like the height, the, the height of fear in this nation. So, well, what you, you and said and it, mm-hmm. Please add, it's, yeah. But it's also, yeah, it's also exacerbated because of this social distancing. And so we're being forced to be alone. And so what happens is when you're alone, you, you feel negative, right? And you, you want to you wanna hide away. You want to be, you know, kind of t- sit in the dark, turn the lights off. So that makes it worse. That attracts yeah. negativity. And so we need to understand that we need to reach out. And particularly if we have friends out there that are single, reach out to them. Because I say social distancing does not mean emotional distancing. Reach out and continue pouring love into the people that you care about. Absolutely. So there's three things that are working, three forces working against us, being alone, the fear with this with this virus and then poverty. So we need to combat those. And like I say, apply knowledge is power. So now that we know that we have these things, like you say, reach out and connect with people. Now, I have a question for you around because we know that fear is instilled in us and generally at a younger age, because right now there's some people that are just not fearful at all. They're whether they're full of faith or or just totally optimistic. They say, oh, yes, this too shall pass. 
And then there's some people who are just like, oh my goodness, we just got more cases around us, stay inside and living in that bubble. Do you think that there's some sort of correlation to how people have been raised as children and brought up to how they're perceiving this virus currently? Well, there's no doubt that the way we are raised impacts our thought process. I mean, you've heard the comment, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Yeah. Well, that's because we don't teach children about money in school, something that I'm trying to change. Mm -hmm. So you learn your money habits at home. Um, you, you pretty much you learn your faith through the churches that you go to or not. And so um, certainly you learn a lot of the psychological mindset from how you're raised. But that doesn't mean you need to stay there. And um, I will I will tell you, I have some friends. That I was shocked they became um, Armageddon conspiracy thoughts. I would think, you know, I would have thought that they would have had confidence and faith, faith through this. And then other people that I thought would run to the bushes um, were said, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of myself and we'll get through this. So you just never know until you get put in the pressure cooker what's going to come out. All right. And so the, that pressure cooker, what we have right now is a global reset. And what you were talking about, people losing their jobs. Well, it's also a time to think about how to, to instead of spending time for money, paycheck, how to create assets, create economic engines. I use this for an earlier broadcast. I'm going to use a little thing. You know, in Cashflow Quadrant, which is my second book at Rich Dad, we talk about employee and small business mindset, right? That's what we get taught in school. That's us exchanging time for money. Right. I teach people how to have businesses and investments. That's the right side of the quadrant. And that's economic engines that work for you. Now is the time to figure out how to create economic engines for yourself. Because the people that take advantage and opportunity now when everything is down and low, the most successful businesses solve a problem or serve a need. Well, I think we have a few of those right now. And so being reactive about what's happening, flip the switch, be proactive and say, how can I build the opportunity to create a future economic engine that will support me and my family and move me to the right side of the cash flow quadrant? And that's what it's like. I, I have a t my favorite word is assets, right? Assets are sexy. Yeah. I'm going to do an event in May. Assets are sexy because <laughs> every rich person in the world has one thing in common. They own income producing assets. Yeah. And so most of us are our only asset. If we don't get up and go to work, we don't get paid. And that's coming home to roost right now with the millions okay. of people that have lost their job. But now is the time to think about how you can create an income opportunity. And maybe it's as simple as becoming an affiliate with someone else so you can start generating immediate cash flow. Somebody that already has assets while you build your own. Many of your audience may know Laurel Langemeyer. When she left the corporate world, she didn't have any products. She didn't have anything to sell. So she came to work with me at Rich Dad and helped sell the cash flow board game and helped sell our products while she was developing her own 
we knew all about it. We supported that. So it's a great way for you to think, how, who else is out there that I can help support their messaging, their products? We have people coming to us right now with our, with our online programs. Can we help sell those? Yes. And we get an affiliate commission to 50% commission so you can generate cash right away. It's taking action. Fear does one of two things. It paralyzes us or it motivates us. And the vast majority of us, fear paralyzes us. And so we have to understand, recognize that the fear is there because the fear is legitimate, but see that as an opportunity to convert that into action and into faith and take action to build a better future. Exactly. Oh my goodness. There's so much gold in what you're sharing there. And it's so real. I've been having some conversations with people and right now people who are fearful, we are people who have zeroed in on mindset and wanting to, you know, stay focused, stay positive. It's because they're working towards something and the people who have been fearful, they're not working towards anything. So if you just shift that, and, and, and I find a lot of people are now opening up to the conversation. Okay, I just, I'm on EI or I, I just lost my job. I'm, I'm unsure. I don't want to go back. And I'm loving being at home. I can't imagine going back to the office. So what advice would you have to some people? Because a lot of people out there are talking about being an entrepreneur and starting your own business. And some people just aren't prepared. And entrepreneurship, it's not an easy route. So there is an interim. What what suggestions can you, because you've built a lot of successful businesses, what suggestions would you have for people who are like, okay, I've never been an entrepreneur, but I love to knit. Should I sell my products online? Or do I partner with somebody? What can you share in that respect? Well, you, you absolutely need a mentor. Um, don't try to do it by yourself. Business is a team sport, making sure you have the right team, people on your team. My personal success equation, which it's a free gift if you go to personalsuccessequation.com, is your you combine your passion and your talent. And that's, that's all about you, what you've learned, what you know, your education. But then it's times the power of association, just like Chantal and I have an association today that's now incorporating all of you watching and listening, that power of association, who's on your team, who's supporting you, who are your, who are your associations that are going to help spread your message, who are your mentors, and then times A, take action, right? We all know what we're supposed to do, but we don't do it, and so take action, but the, the last piece is plus F faith, having faith in yourself, having faith that what you're doing is needed and necessary and have faith that you will succeed. Too many of us, that F is fear and that fear paralyzes us from taking action. So we don't meet the right associations and therefore we are left owning a job. So important. Have associations, take the action and have faith in yourself because that faith is what's going to pull you through. And if you have created a, a, a business, the successful business, as I said, solve a problem or serve a need. When you get up in the morning, you remind yourself what problem you're solving or what need you're serving. That gives you the inspiration to jump out of bed, even those days you want to pull the covers up because it takes it outside of you. You're no, it's no longer about you. It's about the people that you serve. And growing up, my dad would ask me every night, Sharon, have you added value to someone's life today? 
and he's been gone for 14 years. But I still ask myself that every night. When you remember the service you're providing to others, then you have that inspiration to get up and keep going. I love that. Have you added value to somebody's life today? That is a very powerful question to, to, to either to start or end your day. Um, and you know what? So you're the, I love that equation. So you guys can go to personalsuccessequation.com. It's a free download. That's right. It's a free download that you can. Right. It's a workbook. It's a workbook that really asks you to look at your own, where you are and come up with some ideas on how to create a faster path to success. Awesome. And I love that last element because, of course, we're talking about fear versus faith. So we talked earlier in earlier segments, we talked about what faith is and what are we having faith in? And people would say God or some people would say Jesus, etc. And even having faith in yourself, faith that you can do it, faith that what you're doing will bear fruit, that you will be successful, you know, and all that faith in you will knock out that fear as well. So this is another way to really cancel the fear and pull in your bucket of faith. So let's well, nine, yeah. no, go ahead. I was just going to add nine times out of 10 businesses fail because they have a lack of self-confidence or they don't play big enough. I have an, a Facebook group called Play Big Movement. Too many people don't have that confidence to play a bigger game. And that's because they don't have faith in themselves. And so you need to work on that. And part of that is having the right mentor, having the right people wow. around you that when things pull you down, they lift you up. And having that confidence, having people on your team that continue pushing you in the right direction, that are cheering you on, not people around you that are pulling you back. And that's so important, particularly right now, wow. because you may have really strong people around you and they may be in a position, you know, in a in, in total down you know, mode right now because of their fear. Don't allow them to pull you down. You be the beacon of light for them. So, so important. So important, guys. So in the meantime, we're going to be taking a question shortly. So now is the time. Start typing your questions. If you have any questions from Sharon Lecter, whether it be from the book of Outwinning the Devil and her perspective on it, or if it's about the success equation or about starting a business, moving from one side of the quadrant to the other, the employment and income side or investment side. Uh, definitely you can start asking questions right now. So as we move on, so I we I wanted to talk a little bit about your Thinking Grow Rich book that you uh, have for women specifically. So Dr. Uh, we mentioned Dr. Dentley earlier on and his wife, Dr. Kara Scott Dentley. Um, we've been putting together a women's movement. We've been talking about it for so long. So just to impress upon some principles that us women can apply, uh, not to leave you men out, but <laughs> specifically about women who want to be able to apply some of the success principles. So what can you share that would be able to help foster this thought process for given the state of the economy, given the fact that we're all at home in front of a computer, how can we still grow together and apply some of these success principles in the book? Well, we certainly have never had the technology that we have today to be able to keep in touch and be able to communicate with each other. Um, as I said, I have the Play Big Movement uh, private Facebook page where I'm there to support people in their quest and do do weekly broadcasts. And it's really a way to support each other and the continue moving forward. We're doing a special event 
called Assets Are Sexy with some really incredible women on May 15th, so stay tuned. But it's really, you know, taking that action in yourself and Think and Grow Rich for Women, I wrote it because the original Think and Grow Rich book was written at a time when there were no women in business. And mm -hmm. so I believe the steps of success are the same for men and women, but we tend to address them and approach them very differently. Men tend to be very strategic, very decisive. Women are better problem solvers. We're better multitaskers. So that's why it's important for men and women to both be at the table because that's when the greatest success is achieved. But I wanted women to feel strong about their opportunities. So I have over 300 women that I highlight in the book, Think and Grow Rich for Women. I go through Napoleon Hill's principles, honoring him. And then I ha interview women about that create their success using those individual principles. Then I discuss how those principles I've used in my career. And then I have quotes, a section of quotes after each principle. And then I added one section, one chapter that wasn't in the original Think and Grow Rich. And that's the last one. And it's called One Big Life. Because too many of us as women worry about um, work-life balance. And I don't believe in it. All right. I don't believe there is work-life. Balance. balance belongs in the yoga studio or the dance studio. <laughs> we all have so many aspects of our life. We have our financial life. We have our spiritual life. We have our health. We have our family. We have our business. We have our friends, our community. All of those come together to make us who we are. We have one big life. And if people worry about work-life balance, they're using and wasting precious time today hmm. worrying about something happened yesterday. And so my definition of worry, right? To worry is to pray for what you do not want. Let me repeat that. Wow. To worry is to pray for what you do not want. I happen to be a champion warrior. That definition saved my life. I, about eight, nine years ago, I found it getting ready for a talk. It's so important because now when I catch myself in my little worry storm, because when we get worried, it's like our own little personal rototiller. We make ourselves sick. So now yes. when I catch myself in that worry, and that's happening a lot the last few weeks, right? I stop and I go, okay, sure. Instead of concentrating on what I don't want to have happen, retool my brain, my brain, and let's focus on what I do want to have happen. And it's magic because all of a sudden, you're not projecting all these negative images. You're projecting positive imagery and positive things tend to happen. So don't worry. No, there's no time for worry. Just stop it. Understand when something happens, you focus on what outcome you do want and keep moving forward, working on one big life, not work-life balance. I love it. One big life. That is so powerful. And you know what? A lot, especially women, we were we tend to worry about a lot because we, you know, we're natural nurturers. So we'll worry about whether it be the husband or the kids or the family. So this that's a very, very powerful. I encourage everyone to sit and meditate on that just for a moment. What worry is praying for something you don't want. So who would obviously do that willingly, right? And you know, one of the things I wanted to um, touch upon, Sharon. So given how do you perceive receiving information in the media right now because a lot of people are going to say some of the source of this worry some of the source of this fear is coming from turning on the news and seeing 10 more cases 20 more cases we now have 
apparently I saw recently, just as I was glimpsing through my YouTube, that there's more cases in the US than there is any part of the world. So when you hear that, the natural inclination is to start to say, oh, oh my goodness, stay at home, we're in lockdown, you know, they're using martial law now. So given all of this information that we're receiving, how can we avoid the fear and what can we do to still stay in a positive, empowering state? Well, the first step is to acknowledge what you can control and what you cannot control and understand that to worry or you know, be flustered about what you can't control only compromises your immune system because it's negative. You have no control over what's happening out there. You do have control over you and your actions. And that's why it's so important for us to stay home, to let this go by, to take care of ourselves, not put ourselves at risk. Today, I'm at my ranch. We've been here for eight, nine days because my husband has a compromised lungs and he's 71. It's like, nope, we're, we're getting out of Dodge. We bought this place, you know, when we were married 40 years ago, he wanted a survival property. And 15 years ago, we bought this beautiful ranch, cherrycreeklodge.com. And I never thought we'd use it as a survival property, but here we are. So we have, we're up here with our family. And instead of the six feet of social distancing, we decided to go 200 miles, but that's okay. We're here and we're safe. But, You're safe. Um, you know, control what you can control. I could control keeping my husband safe by bringing him up here, keeping my family safe. Um, and so, what can you control? That's going to empower you when you make decisions about your own actions. It will give you mm -hmm. some faith. It will give you power. And yes, the news, you want to you wanna know what's happening, but just turn it on once a day. The people that have it running 24-7, you know, even though you may not be consciously listening to it, if it's running in the background, it's hitting that subconscious and it's going to mess right. up your life. You know, and that's a very um, important point there because there's a lot of people that say, oh, I just want background noise. They turn on TV or music or whatever for background noise, but they don't realize that that same background noise is actually fueling you and fostering you. And I go as far as to say it's programming. I, I used to do it. Yeah, I used to do it. I used to have the news running all the time. And I finally said, this is crazy. And I turn it off and it was, you know, like night and day. You know, turn on some fun music. You know, and keep moving, even though you're in the house, you know, get the get the exercise, get out something, get outside and get some vitamin D. They say vitamin D is important for us. So just make the decision to take care of yourself and your family and you'll feel more powerful. And now is the time when you're in the house and you're home is to take care of your finances. Right. And really look at it. In fact, I talked to you, know, Chantel, you and I talked. Um, last week, I decided we have this program called Money Mastery, and it's a $1,500 program. It's like a college class. And I said, you know, I want everybody to have this. So we absolutely slash the price to below cost just to get people into it. For $79, you can take this Money Mastery class, and it takes you from being financially distressed or disturbed to financially capable, right? And we want everybody to get to that. And during this time, it helps you look at your credit. It helps you understand good debt and bad debt, understanding you know expenses. Let's look at your expenses and see how you rate to national averages. So I take people through every step of the way. And 
Um, it's a very, for a very limited time, but I think I shared with you, it's at the bit.ly forward slash money mastery intro is the link to get that. Absolutely. And you know what? I totally, totally second that because a lot of people are in, in their home there they have extra time. So they're investing in it, whether it be watching more social media or watching, reading books. But if you take this time to really hone in on money management, because that's a big thing and it doesn't matter what income level you're at, what status level you're at, because I've been around a lot of people from range of spectrum from successful billionaires, millionaires, multimillionaires to, you know, people who are just making ends meet and everybody has the same task of managing money. So learning how to, well, and I love it because one of my, one of my clients went through this program and she, in three months, she paid off $70,000 worth of debt just by taking small steps every day. And everyone can do it. If you don't pay attention to it, it's going to stay out of control. You can't right. make things better if you don't get into the weeds and understand, you know, a map doesn't do you any good if you don't know where you are and where you want to go. Determine where you are financially so that we can lay the best course to help you get to that financial stability. Perfect. So I would definitely reiterate if you guys are interested, you can go to bit.ly um, bit slash money mastery intro dot com. And you can get it for $79 instead of the $1,500 that she has normally has it priced at. And I and when we were in Chicago not to a few weeks back, and I remember you sharing some of the, the courses that you have. So this is a one heck of a deal for $79 to be able to to reset your, your money mindset, I'd like to say. So and learning from the author of the Rich Dad Poor Dad series and the cash flow game, it is it would be such a phenomenal thing. So I definitely want to extend that to the network. So before we go to any questions, comments, oh actually let's take a moment right now. I just wanted to share um, some of the comments that I'm seeing here on screen because uh, just so we know that it's it's resonating with folks. So Mr. Lester Bailey says assets are sexy. Wow. I love that, by the way, when you first when I first heard that. Um, so awesome stuff. I love it. We have uh, Miss Jada A. Young saying fear holds us back while very powerful because it propels us or it holds us back. And really just this knowledge now that we have really had that sink in, it's really to take action. Um, just a quick comment is Brenda saying, wow, Brenda McGuire. Love it. Thank you so much. So I appreciate all the comments. And um, if there's any further questions, you can always reach out to me uh, you, at um, in any of the social medias here and we can make sure we get anything back to Sharon that we need to and uh, stay connected. So any final thoughts, Sharon, for people who are currently living in the state of fear, who currently has their minds being trapped like the, the, the toys of the devil, like we, we read in our excerpt today in, in the media, who are currently just literally being trapped and can't see the way out, maybe like someone like yourself or myself, what message would you share with them today? Well, in the book, Outwitting the Devil, um, Napoleon Hill talks about how over, how to overcome that fear. And one of it is definite a purpose. What is it you want to achieve in life? The other thing is, you know, what are you doing with your time? And how are you controlling your environment? And of course, self-discipline. And in this time when we're separated, we're apart, it's really hard to stay focused and be disciplined. You want to, you know, if you're lonely, you want to kind of turn off the lights and stay by yourself. Don't 
that don't allow that to happen. Now is the time to take action and be, you know, be connected. As I say, don't be social distancing is important, but not emotional distancing. Mm -hmm. Continue reaching out to people, participate, educate yourself, but also work on your business right now because you have the extra time. Do some time blocking and say, I'm going to dedicate this time to work on my finances, figure out where I am so I understand what I needed to start doing to dig out of the hole or to create more economic engines for myself. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to do that because when this economy comes back, be positioned to take advantage of it instead of overrun by it. Mm -hmm. It's so important for you to be in control. You're either a master of your money or a slave to it. And only you can answer that question. I train people to be masters of their money. And that's why I'm offering this course at $79. I want people to take control and become masters of their money. Because once you become a master of your money, you can create wealth. You don't need to have money to make money. You have the right resources, the right people, the right other people's time. Come together. Work together. Business is a team sport. And always remember to add value to other people's lives. Wow. Well, amen to that. I love it. I love it. Well, this has been very powerful. I am so glad that we were able to make this happen and that we're able to connect online. So as you mentioned, technology allows us to do many more great things than we could have in the past. So, so if you have been logging on, make sure that you share this connect it because there's somebody out there that needs to hear these words of wisdom that was shared here today. And I want to give a big, big, big thank you to our very special guest, Ms. Sharon Lecter. Thank you so much for joining. I appreciate your work, all the books. You, you have impacted so many people's lives. And, uh, and I, I know you're doing it even more and more and more. And uh, you're, you're fueling ahead and trucking ahead to, to, to be able to, to share this message of managing our money managing our mindset and really having a wonderful life. So thank you for joining. Thank you, Chantal. Thank you for what you're doing because you're the one that's spreading good goodwill and, uh, and hope to the people that are part of your program. So thank you for what you do. Oh, I honor that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So have a wonderful day and we will definitely stay connected. If I get any other questions, we'll, I'll reach out and make sure that we get them to you. Perfect. Thank you so much. And to everybody else, Take control of your life. Be the CEO of your own life. Take the action you need today to make tomorrow even better. Amen to that. Awesome stuff. You heard it from Sharon Lechner herself. <laughs> Take care, Sharon. Have a wonderful day and thanks for joining. Bye-bye. Awesome. Well, what a fantastic, fantastic segment we had here today. I'm so excited. Thank you for everybody that has uh, has war has joined here today and we will end off with our final message so my final message today what uh inspiring empowering message that we heard from miss sharon lecter one of the things that i can say that i had that i would want to reiterate and really make sure that we hit home in today's message final message is you we can't do this alone Social distancing is not, so Sharon says it's not um, emotional 
disconnecting, it's emotional connecting. And I also say it's virtual connecting for those of you who, who don't have anyone in their home. So connect in with someone, check up on someone in another country, in another state, in another city, and just brainstorm together, work together, because life is, is a team sport. A lot of people are starting online businesses. If you're part of an online business or an at-home business, reach out to other people. Now is the time to be part of things that are going to propel you forward. And if you don't have a head start, partner with someone that has a head start. Partner with someone that already has an established business or product, and all you need to do is share it and bless other people. So one of the key things today is to realize that you can choose to allow fear to run your mind and keep you on lockdown and on shutdown, or you can use it to fuel you to live the life that you finally desired because this situation that's happening on a global basis is actually leveling the playing field for all of us. Anybody can rise up in this time to be able to claim the life that they want to have. Now the question is, will it be you? Thank you guys so much. Make sure that you share this broadcast. If you did a Facebook watch party, thank you for doing that. And help me, help others, help you, help us all share this message of being uplifted through the coronavirus times, being impactful through the coronavirus times and being positively contagious because somebody out there needs to hear this message and you can be the blessing for them by clicking that share button. Have a beautiful blessed day and always remember you have one life, make it count and navigate on purpose. Stay blessed, stay positive and stay faithful. We'll see you tomorrow for the next episode, day five of our seven day series of faith versus fear. Chantal Simone signing out. Have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to the Wake Up and Live show. We stand for a purpose, mind mastery, and truth. Expect to be shifted. If this program has impacted you in any way, shape, or form, if it's hit your spirit in a powerful way, or allowed you to do or to think differently, please hashtag CS Impact. Our CSI team has a goal to reach 1,000 lives by the end of this year, and this is a great way for us to monitor our impact. This program is being sponsored to you by ClearTheCrapKit.com. For those of you who want to be released from your emotional burdens and break free from your emotional baggage and really overcome your stinking thinking so we can stay focused on our goal and our lives and our God-given purpose. Get your Clear the Crab Kit today. Always remember, you have one life. Make it count and navigate on purpose.